quick one. If you can hit follow or subscribe to this podcast, that really helps me track new listeners. Cheers. Hello and welcome to the Wealth Journal podcast with me, Jay Hardy. Now, a bit of an update this episode. I wanted to just do a quick one on a very specific topic. But before we dive into that, I'll just give you a little update on the podcast. So, um, as, you, as, as you're aware, episodes have probably not been as frequently as I as I really intended. I think the plan certainly uh, when we started the podcast was to deliver an episode every single week, every Thursday, without fail. And um, I'll be honest, that, that did become a little bit difficult after um, after quite a few months, to be fair. I mean, we did manage it for, um, for quite a while. But uh, yeah, you know, life can sometimes get in the way. And um, I'm sure that's the case for everybody. There are certain things that, that do sort of crop up. Um, so yeah, I mean, actually last time I released a podcast, so this is, this is coming out obviously a Thursday, you know, you're hearing it now. Last one was on a Tuesday and I was actually very impressed with the number of downloads I got on a Tuesday. So, um, I thought I'd just try something a bit different, just try a different day of the week. And, and actually Tuesday seemed to work out pretty well. So I don't know whether that just helped maybe set people up for the week. Who knows? Uh, obviously I've always released, tend to always release on a Thursday. And obviously this one's going out on a Thursday as well. So we can, we can compare, contrast. And, um, I do appreciate maybe I'd not released an episode for a couple of weeks. So maybe there was, there was pent up demand for the podcast, which I can, you know, I can completely understand as well. Um, so yeah, who knows? And, I have found that the episodes tend to do a little bit better when I've not done one for a couple of weeks. Maybe people are thinking, oh, I'm, I really need my wealth journal fix. And then one arrives and, well, you know, that's it. Everyone starts to download. Um, but yeah, who knows? Let's let's just uh, let's see what happens on, on, on this episode. Obviously, it's coming out on Thursday and uh, we can I can compare behind the scenes on the data. But yeah, good reaction on on Tuesday. And um Hope everyone found that episode quite useful, especially when it came to like setting goals for the year. And um, yeah, I guess um, yeah, I guess we'll see we'll see what happens. So this week, I just wanted to do a quick episode because I've had a topic on my on my mind, and of course, the Wealth Journal really is a little bit about you know sort of peering into my Wealth Journal, if you like, what I've been thinking about over the past week, and um, I've very much been thinking about crypto and more specifically Bitcoin. Um, so I wanted to just do a very brief episode on Bitcoin. And the title, as, as you can see, is, I haven't actually decided at this point, but is Bitcoin dead or is crypto dead? Um, I'm sure you'll know what I picked now you're listening to the episode. But it has got me thinking, obviously, that the crypto market has been massively down since 2021. And if you look specifically at Bitcoin, its all-time high was around about $69,000 per Bitcoin to around about a low of $16,000. I know it's rallied quite recently from 16 to 21. So it's actually had a quite a decent, um, you know, decent week or so. Um, but yeah, what's actually really been going on? Um, and like, you know, last week, the crypto market, you know, fair enough, it did, co- you know, collectively pump. Most of it was driven by Bitcoin, which, you know, has seen the price increase. And just looking into that a little bit, giving my own perspective, it it appears that actually institutions have have been buying Bitcoin, in my opinion, because I don't think really the retail investors will be able to move the market that much in a short short period of time. So you can read into that whatever you you know whatever you like, um, and it has come off the back of 
strong data in the US, particularly strong inflation data, um, which has also coincidentally caused stock markets to rally. So this seems like crypto and the stocks tend to, well, seem to move sort of hand in hand um, without huge sort of disastrous crypto factors aside. Um, now, yeah, the US did see lower inflation data. So I think that that, that helped, which is good for stocks as well. Um, and a lot of that was driven by the December inflation data. I think in the US it fell from 7.2% to around about 6.5%, which was what the market was hoping for, what they expected. And their belief is that it will give the Federal Reserve confidence to eventually um, either pause or pivot their current interest rate hike policy, which again is good for stocks. It makes borrowing money cheaper and then they can invest and things can start to grow again. Um, one of the one of the other factors though remains the the unemployment figures. They're still pretty low. I think in some ways, it seems like the Fed and the governments are hoping that the market will crash, people lose their jobs, and um, you know things will start to turn back to normal. Uh, but who knows? <clears throat> who knows? And maybe people might actually start to look at Bitcoin and think, well, you know, it was previously sixty nine thousand dollars per Bitcoin. Um, it's actually quite cheap in the high teens and early twenties levels, but. Again, this is not financial advice. The podcast is, of course, not financial advice. Um, I don't know whether Bitcoin is cheap or expensive. Nobody really knows. Um, so you've got to be you've got to be very careful. But I just wanted to assess in this episode, really, what are the long term prospects of Bitcoin? Because I covered Bitcoin quite a bit in the early days of the podcast. Obviously, at that point, Bitcoin was um, was big news. But, um, you know, a lot's, a lot's changed since then. And I guess to recap, if you're not really sure what Bitcoin is, actually, before I get into that, I think one thing just to, just to, just to note here for complete disclosure, although crypto is a small part of my personal portfolio, I do own Bitcoin. Um, and then I guess after its recent rally, it does actually represent around about 60% of my crypto portfolio. So, um, you know, full disclosure there. But to recap, if you're not really sure what Bitcoin is, I guess a quick summary is that Bitcoin is is a trustless peer-to-peer digital currency. It was created, I think, back in 2008 from a, an anonymous uh, person called Satoshi Nakamoto. Still mystery around who that actually is. And it uses cryptographic sort of blockchain technology to record transactions using a system called Proof of Work. It uses a ton of energy, but basically it's loads of different p- computers around the around the world validating transactions. Um, which means it's it's trustless because you're not relying on one sort of um, intermediary like a bank or like Visa uh, to, to process a payment. Therefore, it's decentralized. And this means that you can send Bitcoin directly to your friends and family without using a third party. And you can transfer Bitcoin easily anywhere in the world, providing you have an internet connection. It's essentially like digital cash. Now, in 2021, obviously, Bitcoin got a huge amount of hype around it as people predicted the price will keep going up. And this was during a time when central banks had pretty much been printing tons of money off the back of the COVID pandemic. And we started to see inflation a little bit there. And people actually believed that Bitcoin was no longer this form of digital cash, but rather a form of digital gold and therefore a new sort of store of value and potentially also an inflationary hedge. Now, if we fast forward to 2022, it's clear to see that as a store of value, it's actually been pretty poor, especially if you bought it in the sort of high 60s uh, price. And um, I guess given that in, well, 2022, it's gone from, I think I think at the beginning of 2022, sorry, it was around about 47,000 per Bitcoin in dollars. And obviously recent lows were around about 16. So not a great store of value. And given that inflation 
peaked during its decline. I wouldn't say it's been a an inflation hedge as well. So, yeah, it does make me question a little bit some of the, the real positives that were generated around Bitcoin back in 2021. And I'm not even sure whether you can consider Bitcoin a, a form of digital cash. Yes, it is. But is it a useful form of digital cash, given that the value of it can change so much in a short space of time. I mean, if you think just from the practicalities of that point of view, like, yes, we have inflation um, at the moment of, what you know, hovering around like 10%. But on a day-to-day basis, that doesn't really affect you. You know, if my friend sort of owes me a tenner, you know, a couple of weeks later, I'm going to be like, well, he really owe me 11 pounds now. You know, he's just still going to owe me a tenner. Whereas Bitcoin... <laughs> You know, it can change so much in such a short space of time. So from a, a cash point of view, it's, it, yeah, maybe it still doesn't really do that job. And I remember back in 2021 when I was really diving deep into learning about, about Bitcoin, um, you know, it's, I was really sort of convinced of its future potential and also the future price targets. I was really convinced by, um, by what people thought the long-term prospects of Bitcoin was going to be. And you know, there was a lot of commentators that were predicting that the price was going to go, and this was around when it was you know sixty nine thousand dollars, maybe even a little bit less. But they were predicting the price would head, you know, to hundred k, and then eventually on onwards and upwards to to one million dollars um, per Bitcoin. And who knows? It you know it might still do that in the future. But I've also heard from a number pe- number of people this year that they've actually started to turn their back on crypto altogether and have decided to focus more on time-tested traditional assets like stocks and index funds. And I guess I've been taking that approach a little bit. I've not actually sold any of my any of my crypto, but I've certainly focused more on just traditional assets, really, and a patient form of building wealth. Um, so what about the future of Bitcoin? Well, it appears that blockchain and that can be that's slightly different to bitcoin because blockchain is the technology behind it in general still seems to be of interest for a number of organizations i mean only recently amazon announced that they will be working with avalanche which is um you know a type of blockchain um i guess it's like an ethereum rival and we've also seen the likes of starbucks and nike working with um another i guess type of blockchain called polygon but for bitcoin however i'm not 100% sure. Now, unlike some of the other cryptocurrencies, it does lack use cases or utility, as they would say in the crypto space. You know, it doesn't offer a huge amount like an Ethereum where you can, you know, you've got smart contracts, you can trade NFTs and do a whole bunch of other things like DeFi. Bitcoin's a little bit more limited. You know, it was very much about peer-to-peer lend, uh, peer-to-peer cash and um, store of value, which obviously, as I've just mentioned, has come into question a little bit. And, um, I guess that when I look back at its history, it does feel like Bitcoin is following a lot of these hype cycles. You know, you look at the charts when it's like peaked in the past and it's very much been some of these sort of like hype cycles. So, and obviously the last one being 2021, where there was very much more money than cents probably floating around the system. And it does lead me to believe that will Bitcoin just continue to follow this this hype path, you know, peaking every few years during like really good times or when it, you know, sort of peaks the media interest? And is that is that the long-term approach to Bitcoin, almost accepting the fact that it will be sort of a, a pump and dump? Um, there's probably a lot of, you know, Bitcoin people out there that would hate me for saying that. Um, but I guess, you know, one of my learnings really, and I can only sort of go off what I've seen so far, is that maybe 
maybe I need to be a bit more disciplined when it comes to actually taking profits. And I know I mentioned this in a previous episode as well when it came to stocks, but actually taking some profits off the table and certainly don't get sucked into the hype of these crazy long-term price predictions. I mean, I've, I've you know, heard all sorts over the last you know year or so where people saying Bitcoin's going to reach this level or Ethereum's going to reach this price point. Even specific top stocks like Tesla's going to go to, to $4,000 is a reasonable price prediction and it's done the complete opposite. So I think... Um, What's been useful about the Wealth Journal process is actually just um, reflecting on some of the things that I've learned over the last few months, and and hopefully that will make me a better investor, even though some of those lessons have been um, <laughs> have been difficult at the time. But let me know your thoughts on Bitcoin um, or just crypto in general. Do you still think it's a huge opportunity, or is it a fad that's um, that's actually now had its day? Um, let me know. Let me know. There's still there's still a huge amount of positive things that the technology can do. I appreciate that, but I'm keen to get your thoughts. And if you want to stay up to date um, on the markets or on a daily basis, whether that's what's going on in the world of finance, Bitcoin, and crypto, um, be sure to check out um, Finimize and uh, feel free to use my referral link, which is in the show notes of this. You'll get 50% off your Finimize subscription, normally £80 a year, but if you use my referral link, it's of course £40. And um, as you know, they produce amazing, easy to digest and easy to understand financial content. I use it every single day and I guarantee it will help you become a better informed investor. Um, so yeah, check it, check it out. And uh, yeah, I hope you're having a great week and I look forward to speaking with you soon. Take care. 